So I walk outside my back door to bring my husband a glass of water. And I look up and I see the tree. And it's just kind of lazily swaying. You know how pine trees are. They can snap at the top real easy, right? Big old old pine tree, 40, 50 years old. Just kind of lazily doing this. And I just look up that chest and I said, I'm sick and tired of wondering if and when you're going to fall, if you're going to land on my kids or my house. You fall, you fall now, and don't you touch my house. And the, the tree went snap, crackle, pop, pow at my feet. I went. <laughs> my husband said, what happened? I said, I think the tree minded me. He's like, Angel. I'm like, I know, I didn't mean it. I mean, I did. But I didn't expect it to happen. See, emotion is frequency. Emotion is blood. Emotion is power. Why? Because there's power in the blood. So let's talk about quantum physics. We talked about a while, a while ago, our identity is in the image of Father God, Mother God, and Son God. Not as in Son, S-O, I mean S-U-N, S-O-N, the Son, Jesus Christ, in case somebody freaks out and thinks I think I'm worshiping the Son. I'm worshiping the only Son, Jesus. Right? So, we talk about positive, negative, and neutral. How does that correlate into everyday life? How does that information help me? Right? How does that help me? What, what can I do with that? Here's how it helps you. Your heart, when it beats, three chemicals, oops, three chemicals come together. And when they come together, they make a spark. When they make a spark, that spark creates energy. Now this thing happens, man wishes they could uh, duplicate this. Uh, anybody who Tesla is? The new Tesla car? Okay. You know that, that they're, they're major scientists, the one that's like got all this good news secret information. They're actually studying how the heart doesn't, you know, how it has this perpetual energy and how the negative ion, negatively charged ion that runs around the outside of an of a atom, how that never runs out of energy. How does it do that? That's what they're studying. So basically, light, according to quantum physics, is neither a wave nor a particle. It's, it's both and it's neither at the same time. And all that it needs to manifest is an observer. Now, write this down. Double slit experiment. Double slit experiment. Now, this is an experiment. This is science. This is, uh, some will argue the point, but I actually believe that that experiment is accurate based on scripture. Now, do I know everything? No, I just know the one who does. And do I know... Uh, do I understand it completely? No, but I do understand what he's allowed me to understand. Okay, so that means this, I'm sure, is not all, but it's all that I have at the present until he gives me more. So, basically light works like this. Light is moving in waves and particles at the same time and not at the same time and only a wave or a particle can manifest if there's an observer. That's what God said when he said, as a man thinks, so is he. And whatever you believe or whatever you observe, you shall have. So people go, oh, well what I'll do is I'll just observe being rich. Mm. I'll observe being skinny. Mm. I'll observe being whatever else I want. 
It don't work like that. It'd be nice if it did. We could just imagine it and it would happen. But that's not how quantum physics works. So the double slit experiment is where they actually um, shot particles through um, one slit. And as you can imagine, when they shoot the particles through one slit, it lands on a wall in a straight line. So then they take um, particles and they shoot it through two slits. Now, if you were to take water and um, put it through these two slits, you know that they would make a wave and then those waves would bounce off of each other and they'd bounce off of each other and they'd bounce off of each other and they'd make a bunch of lines at the back of the wall where, where it hits. And the reason they do that is because a circle, the whole thing can't hit the wall, right? Because it's round. So only that front part that gets there first can actually hit, so it'll appear as a line. Does that make sense? Like if you took a basketball and you threw a basketball against the wall, the whole basketball won't get flat and hit the wall. It's just that one little spot that hits it, right? Well, that's how waves are. Waves do that, or a basketball or a particle can do that. Well, what they noticed is when they shot particles through the double slit, it looked like a wave. It should have just been two straight lines, but it wasn't. It looked, particles started acting like waves. So they decided they were going to put a camera to observe it to see how that was possible. And what happened was the minute they put an observing camera, all of a sudden those particles went into two straight lines and no longer manifested as a wave. Wait a minute. If nothing's looking, all these possibilities happen. But if something's looking, only two possibilities happen. How's that possible? So they thought, well, maybe what's happening is these particles are bouncing off of each other like little basketballs. And they're making all these extra waves. They're, they're, that's why they landed in so many different spots instead of just two. So they decided to shoot one particle at a time. Boom. 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 And it still acted like waves. It produced a wave pattern on the back of the wall rather than the, the two slits. It's kind of like this. If, if somebody else stood here and I stood here, we each took a ball, a basketball, and we threw it and we hit the wall, we could only hit that same spot over and over if we threw it the same exact spot and we were after it landed. It only made two lines, right? Well, what happened was when they, when they did that, it didn't make two lines. It made lines all the way across the back wall. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, as big as the wall was. So how can particles be in all those spots at the same time? Because when there's no law, all things are possible. When there's no judgment, when there's no observer, when you don't put an image around anything, what's the second commandment? Make unto thyself no carved image. So when you judge something as right or wrong, you're actually carving an image. God said, don't eat from what tree? The knowledge of good and evil. Now you guys, I understand this is different than anything you know. Because you believe in order to serve God, I've got to do right and not do wrong. That is true when you're a child and you need the law. Because a child and a slave is treated the same. Even though 
a child is master of all. Is, am I quoting scripture accurately? So why does a child need the law? Because it hasn't matured. Like I would not give my six-year-old granddaughter the keys to the car. Is that because she's bad? No, it's because she's not able. So she needs, don't touch that, honey. No, you can't go there. No, don't eat that, eat this. See, she needs those rules. But can you imagine if my husband said, now, Angela, don't you drive that car without my permission. What if my husband told me what I could and couldn't do, where to go, where not to go, what to eat, what not to eat? Would he then be my husband or would he be my dad? He would be my daddy. That would be creepy. <laughs> right? So Jesus is the same way. Do you know that Jesus is not wanting to tell you what to do? He just wants you in love with him. He wants you so in love with him that you could care less what he gives you, where he sends you, what you can or can't do as long as it's with him because you're so smitten. I really don't care where my husband takes me. Why? Because I trust him with all of my heart, with all of my soul. Why? Because he's shown himself worthy and that he loves me. My physical husband's done that. He didn't always, I didn't trust him back in the day. As a matter of fact, when I told God I wanted to trust him, you know, my, my, my husband told me, my real husband, the coke husband, Jesus, the real thing husband. He told me, Angela, you can trust your husband will fail you. What? You can trust he'll fail you. I'm like, God, I don't want to trust that. He says, you're going to fail me. You want me to keep loving you when you fail me, don't you? Well, yeah, but that's different. He said, tell me how. How is that different for you to claim you love me and you fail me all the time, but when your husband says he loves you and he fails, well, oh, that's not real love. He said, Angela, men and women don't love like God. It's an image of God's love. But it falls short. It can't do it on its own. Dust can't do anything on its own. It needs blood and breath. And blood is what carries the breath. And so basically what happens is whenever you fall in love with Christ and you establish this trust, you don't really need any images anymore and you could care less about observing and you're not looking at right or wrong and all you care about is all things are possible. Nancy, you've been with me a long time now. Whenever we try to make plans and I say, let's just do whatever. What does it feel like, Nancy? Do I live like that? We eat what we feel like. We get up when we feel like it. We go where we feel like it. We study what we feel like. We always do what we feel like. I'm like, Nancy, let's just go what we feel like. Well, I, I was told I couldn't go by my feelings. I said, who told you that? See, the Bible didn't tell you that. The Bible in Ephesians chapter 4 says, when you go past your feelings, you give yourself over to all manner of lasciviousness. Whoa. That's interesting. The Bible in Ezekiel 36 says, I'll take out your heart of stone, give you a heart of flesh, and, and you shall walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my commandments. And where would God lead you by? Your heart. Did he say he leads you by your head? No. Christ is your head. Christ will lead you, but Christ the head will lead you by your heart. Means you can't trust your emotions. We talked about that the other night. Not if they're broken. 
And not if you're still the head leaning into your own understanding. You can't. But when you give up your own understanding, you, the wall of Jericho is something you don't trust in any longer. All your walls that you built. When you're no longer looking at your past to determine your future, you could care less about right or wrong. All you want is love. You receive love, you give love. You receive love, you give love. You receive love, you give love. You can only give away what you've received. So let's again, let's talk about how the positive, negative, and neutral works. Okay? Look at the atom. And as the atom has got the negatively charged ion spinning around the outside of it, based on the atomic weight, based on the temperature, that atom is going to vibrate at a certain rate of speed. Am I correct? It's going to do this. So let's just say that it's water molecules that make up, made up a bunch of atoms. And the temperature of water is cool, room temperature. Is it moving very much, very much vibration in that? No. Put the fire on that same water and what's going to happen to those molecules? They're going to begin to do what? They're going to vibrate more and more and more until they become to a boiling point. That's why it moves. Because all those molecules are just bouncing off of each other so fast. And they get, if they get fast enough, fast enough, fast enough, that which was something liquid will all of a sudden become a, a vapor. Am I right? If you slow those molecules down enough, slow, 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 what do you get? Ice. Solid, liquid, gas. All based on the frequency through which they're moving, fast or slow. Wait a minute. You mean I could take something that's airy, that you can't touch, and turn into something I could chew or drink? That's not possible. <laughs> you mean I could just take something out of thin air? No, but God can. And if God's in you and God speaks through you, then you can. Like rain. You ever made it rain? You ever told it to rain it rained? Raise your hand. Yeah. You ever commanded it to stop raining it stopped raining? Raise your hand. Yeah. See, you affected matter by what? By the vibration. When you did that, did you have any emotion going on? Yeah. See, the frequency in my body when I told the Baltic Sea to stop was not, oh, Baltic Sea, please go calm so I can preach. Storm, peace, please do. No, that's not what happened. I said, oh, no, you don't. Not on my watch. Not while I'm here. I traveled 18 hours. Well, 16. 16 hours. And then I had to sleep four. And then I got on a boat. Then I got on another boat. And I'm cold. And I came here to preach. And I'm going to preach. I was angry. And that frequency moved the water. See, it was the emotion behind it. See, anybody remember Rodney Howard Brown? What happened in his meetings? Laughter. Laughter. Is that an emotion? It's called joy. What happened in those meetings? Miracles, signs, and wonders. Joy. Was anybody in the 90s, in the late 90s, when all of a sudden the travail began to happen and people couldn't get up off the floor and they were crawling and going, <laughs> Brownsville. You ever see the girl up on stage? The power of God hit her. And she's talking about his children. And she's shaking. And she's freaking out. And they're all like, is this? She said, 
they said, does it hurt? She said, no. You ever saw that, that video? Go look it up. That same thing happened to us in our town. The frequency of her body changed so much that the atmosphere changed and people got healed. Guess what emotion she was feeling? Grief, love, and gratitude. What was she grieving over? The lost. What was she grateful for? God's love. Grief, gratitude, love. What are they? Emotion. God is love and God is all powerful. Therefore, love is all power. All means all. When I was going through a really hard time, one of the hardest times in my life, I was walking across my floor. My knees were buckling. I was wailing with everything inside of me. And I said, oh, God, what is this? What do I call this emotion? He said, don't label it. It's from heaven. This too is love. If you label it, you'll change the frequency. And it's already perfect for what you need. Just let it out. Oh, my gosh. That too was love? When Jesus was on the cross and he cried out, it is finished, was he feeling good? No, he was in pain. That too was love. Have you ever looked up the word passion? It literally means not only passion between a man and a woman, but it means the abyss. It means to be in so much pain that it racks your body, that your mind can't comprehend it. See, we think to have power in our lives, we need to think positively. If you only have a positive charge, you don't have an atom. You don't have frequency. You don't have any movement. We've been told that you can't have negative. Nothing would exist. You couldn't boil water. You couldn't have ice. You couldn't have wood. You couldn't have hay. You couldn't have stubble. You couldn't have anything. If there's not a positive and a negative, there, that means there's no male and female. That means there's no creation. You've got to have both. Some plants actually have to have a, a male and a female. Avocado plant. You have to have a male and a female tree. Right? You know what the word ovum means? A place for the seed. It means void. Look at the middle of the word ovum. It's a V. When you avoid something, you, you're, you know what that literally means? If you put A in front of a word in, um, in, in the medical field, what does that A stand for? What is it? Anybody know? It means without. Like if you have something asymmetrical, it means it's not symmetrical. Right? Asymptomatic, it means without symptom. A void means without a void. Guess what most of us uh, avoid? Our emotion. We like the good kind, like the oil of gladness and the oil of joy. But who in here says, oh, Father, anoint me with the oil of mourning? No. No, we don't want the oil of mourning, do we? I had a woman, I went to visit a church. I won't mention the name of the church for the sake of the church. But I went to visit this church, and this uh, person said, uh, she gave a prophetic word. It was the pastor's wife gave a prophetic word and said, Tonight the Lord said, we're going to get new revelation here tonight. 
while the woman was preaching. So then she said, uh, somebody here, the Lord said, somebody here has a word. Who is it that has a word? Nobody raised their hand. The Lord said, you have a word, Angela. I said, I do. <laughs> like, what is it? He said, the oil of joy, oil of gladness, oil of mourning. I said, I have a word. She said, yes, ma'am. I said, the oil of gladness, the oil of joy, the oil of mourning. She said, Father, thank you for the oil of gladness and the oil of joy to replace the oil of mourning. I said, oh, Lord, what do I do with this? I just sat there. I'm a visitor. They never see me. I can sneak out. They'll never know who I am. <laughs> so afterwards, she gets finished preaching. No new revelation comes. Everything she teaches is revelation we've already had. But she had had an experience. And she prayed that God would give her the understanding of the experience. And let me tell you what the experience was. She had it happen in her life two times. She was asking God, God, what is this? How did this happen? Send me the messenger. Send me the information. Send me the revelation. Two times in her life, she was broken, travailing, and wailing. And God touched her and healed her from abandonment and fear of failure. Two separate times. Both times, she said, I was snotting all over the place. Sliding down the wall, grieving. Broken. God, why did I cry out all these years to be delivered of these two things, but couldn't be? But in those two moments, something happened to me. And at the altar call, I went up to her and I said, Ma'am, before the meeting started, you said that God was going to send new revelation. I meant... She said, what? I said, I'm here to give you the new revelation. You prayed and asked God what happened during those two episodes. I'm here to tell you what that was. She said, what? I said, remember at the beginning, you said somebody has a word. Nobody answered. And I raised my hand. It was me. She said, yes. I said, you received the oil of gladness and the oil of joy. But you said, thank you, that they replaced the oil of mourning. I said, ma'am, it's the oil of mourning that delivered you in those two moments. You were wailing. You were snotting. You were sliding down a wall. It was the oil of mourning that opened you up for that healing. That's your answer. Never got a call back. That's okay. That seed went into the ground and died. Unless a seed died, abideth alone. But if a seed died, it will bring forth what? Much fruit. That's how you rejoice in all trials and tribulation and rejection. So what happens? What is this emotion? Emotion is a frequency. Your heart in the Hebrew is called not a, but the musical chord the musical chord that's what your heart is called out of the you'll see it oftentimes there's actually two words that will show up together one of them means out of the many senses and the second will be the musical chord they'll, they'll usually show up together when you when you when you look in the old testament and then in the new the news in greek so you you translate in the greek and then you have to go find the hebrew for that and let the holy spirit lead you because there's not a whole lot of Hebrew in the New Testament, but the Hebrew is the original, and all language came out of the one. So all of them can lead you back. You can go backwards in them, and they're all connected and all intertwined. Some people are, may not be aware of that yet, but God showed me that they are. And I've taken words in other languages and go to the Hebrew and translate them. I had a lady one time who uh, asked me, um, do you think chakras are wicked? I said, well... Um, I don't know what you're talking about as far as uh, language and, and uh, what you call the new age and everything. I said, well, let's just see what it means in the Hebrew. Now, chakras, those uh, seven places in the body that the Eastern religion calls uh, energy centers. And um, 
They actually do exist, by the way. They're not like something that the Eastern religion created. It's something they discovered, actually. And now we have science where they can back this up and it's really, really there. So I, I took the word chakra and I went in the Hebrew and I took each letter and I translated it out and I called it back, read it to her. I said, well, basically it means an eye on the inside. To see from the inside part, it means intimacy. She said, you've got to be kidding. I said, no, I'll show it to you. There's actually a letter called ayin, A-Y-I-N, in the Hebrew. And she said, Angela, I said, look, let me tell you something. The devil don't create anything. The devil never has created anything. All he likes to do is take what doesn't belong to him, steal it, and convince you it wasn't from God. Look, I know people back in the day that their parents taught them that sex was dirty. One lady I know when she got married, she wouldn't, have, she wouldn't make love to her husband because she said her mama told her it was dirty. Well, what? How are you going to have a baby? That woman was broken. Well, now some people use sex as a very terrible thing. Right? But that doesn't mean lovemaking in and of itself is bad. If, if we used, oh, we can't talk about chakra and those seven points in the body that have a heightened place of energy. If we can't talk about those because somebody talks about it in New Age, then we ought to throw out a computer because New Age people use computers and there's <laughs> pornography on the computer. If we can't talk about the word vibration and frequency, then you shouldn't turn the light on nor speak or move. Well, actually, you should just die. Because your body is resonating at 66 megahertz all the time if it's healthy. 66 books in the Bible and 66 megahertz. You think that's an accident? No, it's not. Grass resonates at 528. Music, when, it's, when it is actually attuned to the, to the residency of 444, is actually a perfect harmony. But after World War II, we read, I think we, um, most of us do our, uh, what do you call it? What is the word I'm looking for? Tune. We tune our musical instruments to 420, is it? 440. 440. So they left out the other four, right? And so actually everything is, the three is a complete. And so even in the atom, remember the positive, the negative, the neutral, that vibration is complete. 444 is 12. 12 is two sets of six, right? And inside of man is man. All of us are male and female created in the likeness and image of God. And so when, when we pay attention to this, we have to pay attention to the, to the quantumness of this, which is also the subatomic expression of light in particles and waves that we cannot see. All we can see are the effects of it, just like wind. That's how we know that wind is there is the effects of it. That's the same exact thing with frequency. Frequency, you can feel the effects of it. And you can see it. How do I see the effects of frequency? Ice, water, vapor. That's how you see it. So I'm teaching you what you already know to now go into the spirit realm. Romans 1 and 20 says everything you can see will unveil what you can't see, right? So now we're going to talk about the musical chord, the heart. Remember those three things come together, make a spark? When they make a spark, you actually create a resonating frequency outside of your body that is about this big. It's about this big. It's about this big. It's actually a sphere. It's round. 
It's all around you. And if I was to get in your face, past that bubble, closer than you want me to be, you would just naturally want to back up. If anybody ever gets in your face and you want them to back up, do this and they get in your face. And they'll actually, they'll back up. <laughs> I've done it before. I've had people get in my face like this. And so I just very gently do like this. I don't bow my shoulders up. I just move a little bit closer to them as they bow up and they'll back up. Why? Because that shows that that frequency that comes out of me says I will not be overtaken. I know who I am. I don't have to bow up like a boa constrictor to show it. All I have to do is lean in. Try it if you don't believe I asked God, God, what do I do with my bows up to me like that? Who do you think I am? He said, it doesn't matter who they think you are. Who do you think you are? I said, oh. Oh, yeah, I like that. He said, you don't have to get all cocky. Just lean in. I just lean in and they'll back up. Isn't that cool? Because the frequency that I'm admitting when I do that at the spoken word of God actually overpowers or alphas that frequency. Have you ever walked into a room and everything's all smiley? Ah, hello, you guys. We're so glad you're here. But somebody else is sitting over in the room going, that frequency you can feel. I don't care if everybody's smiling. You can feel the frequency in the room, am I right? I could change the atmosphere right now by saying abandoned, rejected, alone. Now if a man says it, it'll get even thicker. Abandoned. The lower I say the tone, the stronger and deeper that frequency will get abandoned. Could you feel it change? Just like that. Why? Power of life and death is in my tongue. I can lighten it up and I can say accepted. Joy, 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 joy. Joy, 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 joy. I can just start elevating my sound and what I say. And I can say love. Woo, love. I love you. Woo, I love you. And all of a sudden the frequency changes in the room. Complete change. Complete shift. Your faces change everything. Why? Sound. Sound is frequency. It's not new age. New age didn't say, let there be light. My father did. So I'm taking it all back. Why? Because that's what I do. That's who I am. That's how we roll. Right? When you know who you are. The Bible says the earth is groaning. That's a low vibrational tone of grief. And why is it groaning? Waiting for me and you to figure out who we are. If you figure out who you are, you will change the earth. Let me tell you another thing about quantum physics that God showed me. God asked me a question. He said to me, what are you made of? I'm like, what do you mean, God? What am I made of? Angela, you know the answer. What are you made out of? I'm like, I don't know. You're talking about mostly water? He said, yeah, water. About 80%. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're made out of water. He said, do you call yourself alive in Christ? I'm like, well, yeah, that's what the Bible says. That's where I got it from, you, God. He said, do you call the people that don't know me dead in their trespasses and sin? I'm like, well, yeah, that's what the Word says. Like, I think I'm getting in trouble, right? I always think I'm in trouble, run and hide. 
Yeah, God, you said you said they were dead in their trespasses. And I'm just repeating you, Father. He said, what happens when you look in a dead body of water? You ever heard the story of the dog with a cork chop in his mouth? <laughs> what was he barking at? Really? The dog was crazy enough to bark at his own reflection? Guess what happens when you look into the world and you see all the problems in the world? Guess what you're looking at? Our, who call ourselves alive in Christ, reflection. Whoa. Let me tell you something. There will be people who will not like that and they're turning off their podcast right now. But the Bible says if my people who are called by my name, would humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face. I will hear from heaven and heal their land. So what does it mean to seek someone's face? Your face reveals your countenance. Your countenance reveals your heart. Your heart is the musical chord. The heart is where the vibration is. The heart is where the power is. And out of there flow all of the issues of life, all life, not just yours. Because we're all connected. We're already connected. Your heart is not called a musical chord. There's not a bunch of musical chords in the room. There's one. There's one musical chord. There's one God. There's one life. I am the life. I'm the light. I'm the truth. I am love. We even draw the picture of love as a heart. All the cliches that come out of our mouth are talking about love in the heart. The kingdom of God is in the heart. Heaven is in the heart. Ecclesiastes says eternity's in the heart. Why do we keep looking out there to fix things? Why do we need something else to do? Guess what God told me whenever he was showing me about the work of our hands? Do you know the work of your hands is connected to humorous? Humorous. Go ahead, Angela. I think you could do something with the work of your hands. Humor us. It's right there in front of you. Humor us. <laughs> you think you're radiant? No, it's all not. It's her fault. Humor us, Angela. See, we think we can do it, don't we? So did the children in the wilderness think they could do it. They told God twice. Well, they told Moses because they were too scared to talk to God. Do you know that people ask me to ask God for them? Go talk to God for me. Angela, what does this mean? What does that mean? What does this mean? What's that mean? I'm like, ask God. Yeah, but I don't know what you know. Well, I didn't know what I know before I knew it. (laughs) Isn't that true? Yeah. What are you going to do? Put me in your pocket? Carry me around so that every time you want to ask God something? Hey, Angela, um, ask God. Yeah, ask him. Go ahead. I don't want to ask him. You ask him. No, you go ask daddy. I'm not asking daddy. You go. I go ask mom. <laughs> like kids. You ever did that as kids? Go ask mom if we could spend the night at so-and-so's house. No, I'm not going to ask. I asked last time. <laughs> we need to grow up, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. In Hebrews it says, long ago you should have been off of the milk. And you should even be a teacher. But only those who by way of having their senses exercised are able to eat strong meat. 
So how does this work? Let me check the time just to see what it looked like. Good. What time did we tell? What time? I thought it was nine. Nine? Okay. Okay, we can wrap that up. It's actually a good, good stopping point. Whenever, whatever vibration we send out of our bodies, whatever that vibration is, you actually will draw the mirror image of that to you. How do I know that for a fact? I'm made in God's image. Everything is from God, for God, and comes back to God. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, sendeth out, scatters, spread abroad. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Whatever comes to me, I drew it to me as my mirror to reveal to me what I've believed, whether it be true or a lie. Now, if we grow up, we will no longer cover up, run and hide, and blame. That's the three things that they did in the garden that was their childlike state of do this, don't do that, touch this, don't touch that, because they're still eating from the tree. So if you are covering, here's a way to cover. Minimize, justify, rationalize. Well, I wasn't angry. I was just kind of, I was just kind of frustrated. I was just, I wasn't worried. I was just concerned. I was just thinking of your best interest. See that, how we minimize? That's the same thing as to cover and so fig leaves. Then to hide, how do we hide? Food, sex, drugs, alcohol, religion. I, I hid in prayer when I, was scared, when I was afraid. God rebuked me and said, you might as well shut up. I said, what? Father, I'm praying. I'm interceding. I was driving and crying and praying. And God said, you might as well not even pray. You're asking a mess. You don't even believe. You're praying in fear. Without faith, it's impossible to please me. I said, God, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to know me. If you know me, you won't pray like that. You think I'm going to hear you for your many words? See, when you want God to talk to you, guess what? He will. And it won't always sound fluffy. It won't. It will not say. People say, Israel, God don't talk to you that way. I said, yeah, he does. <laughs> Some of the stuff I hadn't even told you, he said, because you wouldn't believe me. Telling the truth. When I fussed about my husband and said, God, he's picking on me. My father told me, lighten up, he's funny. He picked sides, I thought. I thought he was picking sides. I was like, God, you can't pick sides. He said, I said, okay, God, if he's so funny, then why does it hurt so bad? He said, because you are still wounded as a little girl. Deal with it. Come, go away with me. Let's go into your heart. Let's deal with these things. He's coming in front of you to make you deal with it. He's, everything you need is right there. I am for you. I'm never against you. And even if it was meant for your evil, I'm turning it for your good. Do you believe me? Do you believe I love you? See, when I draw all this stuff to me that's painful, it's to reveal that I don't believe I'm loved. Once I believe I'm loved, I can only draw love to me. Even if somebody rejects me, you know what I'm like? Yes, I got division, which means multiplication. I got more coming back with them. Oh, my 
my family's growing. Ah, my family's growing. Why? Because my sister just rejected me. My brother just said something bad behind my back. Somebody just made a promise to me and didn't keep it. Seed died. Harvest. I really do that. I'm starting to. Really, 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 I do that. And it's not fake. Have you ever had somebody say, well, just, just go ahead and just put some praise music on when you're in trials and go ahead and just try to be joyful. No. That's called lying. You're lying to God and yourself. You think God don't know the difference? You think you tricked him? This is how we do it. We mean well, just put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. What did you say? I just got a phone call that my son is ran away to Timbuktu with, you know, whatever. And you want me to rejoice? What? Do you know what just happened to me at church and who rejected me, what they did? But they lied behind my back. What? Put on my garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's all I can do? Yeah, come up higher. Just come up higher and go ahead and forgive them because it will make you feel better. What are we telling each other? Does that even sound like love? Forgive somebody else so you could get out of bondage. Is it just me? Or is there something creepy about that? That's not love. That's selfishness. Love is really loving your enemy. That's something you can't choose to do. That is only a result of intimacy with God when you've seen that you yourself are not lovable and he loves you anyway. Then loving anyway comes out of you. Why? Because it was deposited in you. I'm telling you, it makes my stomach hurt when I see someone post on Facebook or say, you need to forgive because it sets you free. Do you think God forgives me because it sets him free? No. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave his love. He gave his best. Because love was the motivating factor, not so he could get better or feel better. But that's what we've been taught. See, here's the truth. Take responsibility for who you are. Learn that everything is from you, it's for you, it will turn to you, and the only thing you can reap in your life is what you've already sown. And if you didn't sow it, your parents did. And if you want to blame them, we can go all the way back to the garden, blame Adam and Eve, and then we get done with that, we can blame the servant, when we get done with that, we can go and blame God. Or you can say, this is where I am. Father, search me and see all these wicked ways in me. Heal my heart. Let me see your face. Change me, O God that you might heal our land. Tomorrow we're going to talk about the brain when we get started. We're going to talk about ligands and frequency in the brain and how they affect your endocrinology in every cell in the body. Because frequency is real. And whatever frequency you send out, you get. Good night.